If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real. So let's be perfect. Perfect. telling y'all that we love y'all we're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts the way that we see life and hopefully helping you realize that you are perfect yeah i said it you are perfect and the only reason you would think that you're not perfect is if you're looking at somebody else and saying i'm not them over there but guess what you are unique one of one numero uno and you cannot be duplicated replicated and nobody can do you better than you and that's the reason why i can say that unapologetically and of course it's yours truly troy washington your friendly neighborhood realtor and i have my boy jay clay spiritual rapper and teacher and we about to get on here and talk about unwavering commitment to your vision what up jay what up happy sunday happy, happy perfect sunday. sunday to all my perfect people in perfect land experiencing each other's perfection and and holding that vision as well so yeah i'm feeling good man happy happy sunday and one thing I'll say also before we even actually get into it, we are not late today, guys. Go ahead and turn those clocks back. It is not one o'clock. It is noon. And if you didn't set your clocks back for this week, go ahead and get it started. So that way you don't end up being late all week doing, you know, sleeping, all that extra kind of good stuff. But yeah, unwavering commitment to your vision, bro. When I saw this, oh, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I'm going to say that's a good point because we got people watching that in other countries too that don't do the, the daylight saving. Uh -huh. So here... In the U.S., we, we set our clocks in one of these directions. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Fall back, spring forward. So in the fall, we get to get a little extra sleep. And then the kids get to stay up a little later, you know, per yeah. their, you know. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's always a great thing. And the sun goes down early. So it's going to be dark at like 5 or 6 o'clock. So, you know, Man. cool days for cool people. But uh, <laughs> I am the, – the, the craziest thing about this uh, this topic – um, and I guess it's the craziest thing about all the topics, but that mug is always kind of like right straight home. And uh, what that actually looks like when we talk about the unwavering commitment to your vision, like what does unwavering mean? And then, you know, the, the first thing that came to my mind is like honing in on what the true vision is, because I think that a lot of times we we tend to walk around and be so, we're so, so broad in our thought process. Um, it's hard to have an unwavering commitment to a million different things or you, when you're not uh, strategic with it. But go ahead, Jay. You got this, brother. Yeah, man. It, this this topic came about, of course, because I, I have visions uh, or even uh, I'll say a vision that I'm, I'm definitely holding strong. And I realized, you know, throughout the years, how many visions I've had, how many I let go of um, at the, the slightest hint of 
whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I don't really want that vision as much as I thought. But then it, it, it kind of forced me to find one that I really want and, and stick to it. So, like, for example, and this is my mindset. We all know thoughts are powerful. I, I like to bring up, watch your thoughts for they become your actions. Words, watch your words for they become your actions. Watch your actions for they become your habits. Watch your habits for it becomes your character. Watch your character because it becomes your destiny. So, you know, your thoughts lead to your destiny. And I was just thinking about um, as, as human beings in the, in the physical, one of the greatest things humans can do is create other humans. And this process takes like nine to 10 months to do. Uh, but even in that, like a lot of the parents don't really lose the vision of that. Like they know that, okay, at, at this time, this new person is going to come out. And I was like, if you can do that with a, a physical person, just imagine what you can do for a thought. How many of us have held a thought, have held a vision for that long, for nine months, for 10 months, even longer? Like how, how many of us have really had it? Um, and the thing is, even in the, the month that I've been really holding my vision, I've been seeing the changes, not only in, in my own behavior, but just in the circumstances surrounding it in, in my life. And I'm like, man, I'm imagining when I keep holding this and, and adhering to it for additional months, where it's going to be. So... A, a million things came to my mind, bro, and I had like 40,000 different things that I want to talk about just based off of what you just said. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be simple and I'm going to go back to your point about uh, someone being pregnant and getting ready to have a kid and how they're able to hold that thought for nine months. And uh, the reason why I think it's pertinent is because, number one, like in that nine months, um, I, you know, me personally going through it with my wife like the body changes, like there's a lot of different, you know, obstacles that are thrown their way during that process. But nonetheless, they're able to stay in a stable mindset, even though it's everything else is wavering and, 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 and do all the things that have been told to them are necessary to have a healthy baby. And the reason why I point that out is because with the first thing that came to me is the level of importance of our vision or our thought. Because see, when you are having a kid, like even for myself, even not being the woman carrying a kid, like the number one priority in my life at that time was my kids. So like when my wife got pregnant with TJ, like literally she said, I'm pregnant. I stopped drinking immediately. Like I didn't even drink, like I just stopped. And it wasn't because I didn't like drinking. It was just because there was, a vision that I had, a thought that I had of what this process had to be in order for it to be successful, for her to be comfortable, for me to be comfortable. And no matter what, because the level of importance of my kid was so high, I was unwavering in the thought process. But even to go a step further, you know, forget the nine month process when, you know, of having a baby, the first year of your child's life a lot of times is like the most important development stage for that kid to get all the nutrients and all these things. And the reality of it is there are thousands of obstacles. Once you have your kid, your own personal um, preferences, like you don't want to get up every three hours to feed no kid. I mean, you, I mean, until you've done it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Cause I did it once. And when I had to do it again, I was already dreading it. But the reality of it was the thought process was unwavering the process was unwavering because of the level of importance of the vision go ahead jay yeah and, and, and to that and so again of course I'm, I'm not comparing a child to a thought or a vision 
But I'm saying if you can do something as powerful as usher in a child into this world, just imagine, like really just imagine your vision if you hold it for that long. So even even in the pregnant process, for example, like before before this this becomes a reality, before it really comes into fruition, um, there, there are different parties at different milestones. It's celebrated. Like how often do you celebrate an idea? But even before that, how often do you hold an idea for nine to 10 months before you've let it go and say, oh, this is too hard or this is whatever. And just, but just, just imagine if you did something similar, like, okay, I'm going to hold this vision for this long. I'm going to celebrate these milestones. At this point, I'm going to make sure this is intact, in that this is all right. And you, you do the same thing. And just, just imagine how, how you can change your life by really holding that vision and, and treating it with that much respect. So I'm going to piggyback on you again. And I'm going to say that I know that you were not trying to make having a child equal to visions and accomplishing goals. But myself, I am. Because the reality of it is, the reason why I point out level of importance is because some people don't have the same level of importance for them having a kid. Or they don't have the same level of importance for the first year of their kid's life. So therefore, they're not able to fulfill or have, you know, fulfill, you know, what most people will fulfill. But the reason why I feel like it relates is because the reality of it is when you set the level of importance of something, um, you you start to act accordingly. So I remember when we were growing up, before school started, like our biggest thing was like the clothes we was going to wear, like the first, first week of school, I'm not repeating no clothes. Second week of school, I'm not repeating no clothes. And the thing was, my vision was set. And not only that, there was a certain level of energy that came along with it, and, and, and even infecting all the people that were around me. And then what would happen is maybe, you know, let's say through the, 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 the first week, my level of importance of trying to commit that change because maybe everybody had ran out of clothes or maybe because me having to get up early was a hindrance to me to get myself fully prepared. And so now things start to elevate over the level of importance of making sure that I don't repeat clothes. Maybe it was like, well, maybe I need to get a little bit more sleep every day because that was just way I don't want to go to school sleepy. And so I think that number one, to your point that you were making, I 100, I would 100% say that it is the same because it's just all about the level of importance, importance we attach to things that is a, is part of the stepping stone for us having that unwavering commitment to our vision. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and something that, that I didn't realize too, like, yeah, like you said, it, it, you you your energy affects those around you. So using the example you gave, like when you stopped drinking, like, I'm, I mean, I, I don't drink and I don't know if I was drinking at the time. I don't think I was, but yeah. even if I was, I wouldn't try to get you to drink because I know that you're holding that vision. Like I, I wouldn't sway you from it. I would, I would make sure the environment is prime for you to continue to do this continue to hold your vision and when people also see that man you holding this for for this long you really got a, a nine month plan a 10 month plan to do this and you got checkpoints like even if you don't tell anybody people will still see it on you they will sense that you're up to something and you're not just you know blindly going through something but like if you're if you really have that vision it impacts all your behaviors and your environment around you again to your point you you're going hard today bro that's all i'm gonna tell you that's number one but like to your point the effect that it has on others but the effect that that has on the world that you're trying to create, because again, having an unwavering commitment to your vision, you're, you're, you're essentially wanting to know, no matter what change your mind, not change your mind, but also 
have the easiest path to your goal as possible. And so I'm going to use you as the example, right? You use me, you know, talking about not drinking. And the reality of it is if we were together, we probably wouldn't have drunk at that time, which in turn fulfills the commitment to your vision and your world that you're living in. But even to your point, you have, and I don't want to put anything in the, in, the, in the air that's not real, but we have our own mentality on what's healthy eating and what's not, right? And I've somewhat subscribed to what you say, partly because of me being around you and seeing the effect that it's had on you. But there have been plenty of times when you would come around me and I would literally just eat the way that you eat. Like I would literally like, you want to go to a vegan place? Let's go to a vegan place. You want to do this? And, and it wasn't no strain on me. It's that your commitment to what you were doing was so unapologetic and unwavering. It wasn't like I was forced to do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to help you achieve that goal. I wanted to make your pathway easy. And it wasn't anything that you ever said to me. It was just natural because when somebody is unwavering, when somebody's totally, totally committed, you, you yourself want to help that vision come to life. But because it's so apparent. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. That's, that's true. Like we, we really do help people, but it's not that we're going out of our way to help people. It just happens based on their energy. Like we see where they're headed. We just like, man, I see where you're headed. I, I want to go there. Too. Like I, I want to go there, but with you, like I want to see you get there, whatever I got to do, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And just the act of, of holding that vision, like it's, I don't know, it's, it's so important, but it, it also makes things easier for you to have the life that you want. So just, just imagine like today, wherever you're at in your life, if in nine months you can have whatever it is that, that brings you closer in alignment with what you really want out of life, like who wouldn't do that? And so part of the reason why I want, I'm, I'm glad you started, but I want to point it out as well is because I want to eliminate the thought process of outside forces. And again, I know that there is a, you know, there is something I'll say it like that, but outside forces generally are for you versus against you. Because a lot of times we will set the stage or we will present um, life in such a way that says, well, the reason why I can't do this is because of this. But the truth is everything is working in your favor, probably except for you, because if for whatever reason you're in a situation where the the circumstances are not working in your favor, and I mean all of them, is because you're somewhere that you even in your own mind don't feel like you're supposed to be. And that's just my personal opinion on that. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like, it, it, it's showing you it's time to leave. It's time to get out of here. You know you don't want to be here. This is why we're showing you this, what you don't want. Like, choose what you want. And uh, so, okay, so it's funny because, you know, after I chose this topic, I started reading this book. Uh, it's called The Rule, which I, I, I do recommend so far. Um, and I, I was I was listening to it, and I was like, man, this, this kind of does go on par with, with today's topic. But but one thing in particular, um, he told a story of how a guy, like his this, this guy's neighbor won the, the Mega Millions or whatever, just the, the biggest lottery you can win, just like that. And so then the guy... He got mad. He went to his backyard. He just yelled at, at the sky like, God, I've been a, a good person. I always did right. I always did this and did that. How come I couldn't win? And then they said the, the, the skies turned dark. Some lightning came through and God said, did you ever play? Did you ever buy a ticket? You know what I mean? So like, so I said it to say like, 
you have to be in the game. You have to start your vision. So the important thing in that story is figure out what it is you want. Now, again, like you don't have to make a decision for the rest of your life, but at least right now you have a general idea of what you would like to have nine months from now, because it's probably what you would like to have right now. So to that point, knowing what it is so that way you can actually get some skin in the game. So I I, I went and talked to uh shout out to Eastern Hills High School. They have an entrepreneurial class, entrepreneur class that they have for students, which we never had anything like that when I was growing up. But they essentially get other entrepreneurs to come in and uh, you know, talk to the kids about what it looks like, you know, expectations, how to move and things of that nature. And I've been as fortunate enough to go talk to these kids last year and I was fortunate to go talk to them this year. Uh, but the reason why I'm bringing it up now is because because this last time, which was about two or three weeks ago, one of the things I specifically stated to them was we were actually talking about vision in a sense. And it's, it doesn't just apply to kids. It applies to adults as well. The one thing that we fail to do a lot is articulating ourselves by writing it down or, you know, making a, a vision board, which I'll talk about in a minute. But for whatever reason, and again, I think that we're all capable of all things. But I asked everybody a question while I was in there. And I was like, do y'all know what y'all wore last week? And they were like, no. Nah. And I was like, well, you know, how many times have you been looking for something like your phone or something or your keys? And they were in your pocket or, you know, just all of these different scenarios. And they were like, all the time. And I was like, so what makes you think at the beginning of a year you can formulate a vision and a goal, not write it down and remember all the details of it? It's not to say that you don't have a sharp memory. But there are so many things going on in your life, in your head, that the details, the fine details are always hard to recall when necessary. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, to your point, knowing what you want, to me, is like putting it on paper or putting it in, in audio form or put it in video form so that way you actually know what you're looking at and you can follow uh, the steps. And when you do those things, now when you want to when you want to talk about unwavering commitment, when you know what you're doing every day, number one, the unwavering part starts to become easy. But not only that, you see progress. You say, okay, now you said now have those those goals, those little individual accomplishments that you need to accomplish along the way. All right, I have this vision. Step one was literally just get out the bed. Ching, I got out the bed. What a wonderful thing. And so I said all of that to say that, you know, a part of what we're talking about for me is literally you have to put it down. You have to have some form of way to realize it over and over again for yourself to be able to move forward in a way that you may have thought at a time. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And again, like comparing holding a vision again to like for holding a vision for nine months, comparing that to, you know, birthing of a child. There, like there's there's physical representations every day, like in, in the form of feelings or just from, you know, just physical, yeah. just seeing what you see. So it's always on your mind that, OK, in this at this around this date, something's going to happen. And if you hold that same vision too, like of whatever you want, like around this date, something's going to happen. You have checkpoints throughout, like you might like you might have doctor's appointments. You might have checkpoints like, OK, I need to check in with my my advisor or my plan, like whatever plan I'm going on, even though the plan, it, it matters, but it doesn't. As long as you hold that vision, which is the most important thing, you know, around this time, nine months from now, this thing is going to happen. You will make like you you will usher it in like it, it's. 
the, the, the world can't help but bring this to you because you're bringing it to it at the same time. It's like what, what you want wants you. And all of these forces go into play. But the important thing that you brought up is you have to revisit this on a regular, your vision on a regular basis. It's, it, it, it could be easier to revisit that if someone is pregnant, because again, you already have that reminder. But if you're not, make sure you set up that reminder, post it, write it like you said, make a video that you watch every, whatever you got to do, remember it. I love it because, you know, again, the stomach of a woman is evidence. Being sick, you know, them throwing up because of them having, you know, all the childhood, it's evidence. It's always, you know, the, the 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 mood changes, it's evident. All these things, it's like them writing it down. They just don't have to write that down. Um, but I wanted to talk about the vision board, and, I, and I'm saying this because I've never done one before. Now, funny enough, uh, on December 2nd, I've been invited by, shout out to Nikita Jacobs. She wants me to come and talk to people about holding a vision, funny enough. And she asked me, had I ever done a vision board? I said, no, I ain't done one. But she was like, okay, well, cool. I think that you'll be fine anyway because you're articulate when it comes to your stuff anyway. So I, I always write down my goals. And the funny, the craziest part about the, the, the where I'm trying to hold myself more accountable is I don't always go back and revisit it. That's a whole nother piece to it. Like you write it down that we're talking about making sure that it's evident every day. Now, fortunately for me, everything that I've ever written down, well, I ain't gonna say everything. A lot of the things that I've written down, when I go back and revisit it later in the year, I've kind of hit those marks along the way. Like, oh, dang, I, I forgot I wrote I was going to do that. Dang, I did that. I forgot I was going to write that. And I end up having, you know, hit a bunch of marks now. I attribute, attribute a lot of that to me writing it down. And now I've embedded, when you write something, you kind of have an embedded um, script in your head because you've seen it before. Uh, but the vision board meeting, really brought to light for myself that my vision was not clear right now i haven't started doing my vision board because now i had to ask myself what is it that i truly want right how does this really look and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because it's about the detail and again i'm not saying you have to script at every moment of your life or you have to um literally write down every single step along the way but the other part to that is i don't even know what it looks like and if you don't know what it looks like well what are you doing go ahead jay so yeah it's 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 two parts to this so similarly like i was like okay well what do i want well i don't want that to stop me from going towards something i know something i want now so i i, I will start I, you know i start writing it i'll start saying it but then i realized it's like okay if I could do this with whatever I want, why am I settling for this? Why not really go for it? Like, why? I mean, if I fail, that I mean, that, that could suck, but why not try to really get what I get? Like, I believe this works and it's evidence that this works. Why not really go for it? And once you, so so I say this to say, like, just, just start where you're at because you're you're naturally going to correct. You're going to realize there are certain things that you you don't want as, as much as you thought you want because if, it, if it's not worth you holding that vision for nine, 10 months, you really don't want it that much. You really don't care for it that much. And when you find what that is, it is. But, but I, I want to say one more thing real quick before you jump in. Uh, <laughs> you brought up about like with, with pregnant, like mood changes. And like a, a light bulb came up because that's something that would make me drop a goal like that if my mood changes all of a sudden. But Man. even in that, like when, when a woman is pregnant and the mood changes, they still know around this date something's going to happen. And 
they because they're holding that vision and we should do the same thing. We, like we, we're going to accept there are going to be mood changes in us holding this vision. But as long as we hold the vision, we good. One hundred like I, I didn't even think about the whole mood change thing. And the reality of it is that is what generally uh, will sway people because you're feeling down about the outcome that you currently have. But I also want to go back to the point that you were making about, you know, trying. Why am I when I know like there is evidence that a blueprint, I'm just going to say blueprint or a plan or following these steps specifically will equate in the outcome that you said that you desire. No matter what, like there's always tons of evidence that leads to the point where this is going right. So you said, well, why am I not just writing? Like, why am I just not writing? I want a billion dollars or something like whatever, whatever that could be. Right. And and that was the point that I, I found out for myself. Right. So I told you I would write my goals down at the beginning of the year. And sometimes I don't even revisit them. And then I would come back at the end of the year and I would look and I'd be like, dang, I did that. I did that. I did that. And I would be happy about it. I would be excited. I'd be like, oh, I did that. But the the, the thing that I realized is. I never, I will never write down anything that I don't believe that I can have. I will never write down that I don't believe that I can have. I will never vocally share what I don't believe that I can have. Even though I think that I can have it, I don't think that I can have it. And so that's the reason why when I would go back and revisit stuff at the end of the year, of course I accomplished it. I knew I could before I wrote it down. And I think that's where being daring and believing in yourself and then after you do those things, having that unwavering commitment pays the most dividends. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. So like, like to that point, that's a good point because yeah, we, we realize our own limitations and the fact of what we won't write. Like that tells just as much as a story of what we will write. And even in me, like when I, when I finally decided to go for this, this goal, I don't like saying go, I'm gonna say aim for this, this aim, this target, um, I had no idea where to start. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I don't know anyone that's done this before, and it, it, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, let's just let's just stick with it. Let's just keep revisiting. Let's say this over and over again, a few times a day, right before you go to sleep, right before you wake up, and stuff has been happening. That's that's starting the unfoldment of this, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, and and, and because of the, I don't want to say this, the nature of my goal and and where I might feel that I am to it now. I don't want to share it just yet with with the world because I don't want to sow any seeds of doubt. And I know right now within me, I know that I can have this, but I don't know if I can combat, not combat, but, you know, somebody would like, well, you can't do this. This is impossible. That's not that's a no human ever did this. Before. You know what I mean? Like something like that. And but but I can honestly say that I'm a lot closer, a lot, lot closer than what I was before I even attempted to go on this journey. So, again, and that's where, for me, like proof is in the pudding. There's not one thing that I've ever done. Like, I mean, literally, not one thing that I ever done that once I did it to the second time, I didn't get a little bit better. And, and, and gradually do that over time to the point where if I did, even if I didn't decide to master something, I was decent enough because rep, repetition is, it's, it, 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 it kind of it builds character in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but I guess my question would be now, you know, kind of since we kind of dove into it, like how do you get to, you know, aside from 
you know, writing it down, like how do you get to that unwavering commitment and, and just and trick yourself in a sense? Because the reality is we do this. We do have we, we talked about, you know, somebody being pregnant or somebody having a kid. But we have unwavering commitment to a lot of things that we don't qualify or quantify as being important. Right. Like we, we, we deem it important, which is the reason why we do it. But we don't voice it. So that way we can have power for it to translate into other things. And so, like, how do we start to move that unwavering commitment that we have to certain things, even if it's just being a negative person? Like sometimes, no matter what it is, to to moving us toward our vision or our our, our aim. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. Because I mean, yeah, it's a lot of things we we do. Like we might have faith if I go to a job every week, I'm gonna get paid. Like you, you know that. The, the thing about you know being pregnant, like you know that around this time, you know if all goes well, a, a child will be born around this time. Like you, we we have faith in that. Um, the way it, it it takes effort, but it doesn't have to be hard effort. Like for example, like what what I just shared about me doing this. There is no there is no blueprint. I don't even know the plan. My only plan is to hold the vision and get to a point where I can really see myself into this. And it is getting easier and easier and clearer and clearer for me to see myself. And I know from doing this kind of before, not necessarily in this long, like a plan will take shape, a plan will form. But the most important thing is that you you make yourself believe that it's possible first. And I, I think that's the, and you, and you, there's many ways to go about that, but that's the most important thing I would say. So I, I want to touch back on the emotions and I, I'm with you. And I think just to kind of add on to that is no matter how I feel, no matter how I feel, and I'm, I'm going to talk to you about, like, I got, a, I got a five-year-old and, uh, you know, shouts out to all of the people that got five-year-olds out there that know how five-year-olds act. Like five-year-old, especially when they got a, a, an older sibling, they feel like they can do everything that the older sibling does without any, any restrictions or any limitations. So I'm not saying like he can stay up the same amount of time, but he might feel like we just went to Six Flags yesterday. I can ride that ride because TJ can ride that ride. And so whenever they're not able to do things that other people can do that they feel like everybody can do, they are unwavering about their commitment to getting what they want. I'll say it like that. They like they literally are like, no matter what, I'm going to act as crazy as I possibly can to y'all give me to y'all. Let me get on a roller coaster, even though it says I'm too short. I'm a, I'm just going to act. I'm going to act crazy. Um, but my point in bringing him up is that it's challenging raising a little kid. Right. But along the way, as a parent, there's a lot of different types of discipline that you might try. You might spank them. You might try. You might yell. You might. You, it's, it's a bunch of different stuff. And the kid is going to try to bring out all of them in you, right? So the reason why I say that is there are times when my kid is talking to me where it is unbearable. It's unbearable. It's like I'm about to lose my mind. He's going to make me act crazy, and I don't know how to maintain it. And so when I say no matter how it feels, you got to be able to point yourself back to the vision that you want. Okay, why am I not? responding the way that he's making me feel like I want to respond. Why am I not acting the way that he's making me feel? Because again, the reason why we lose vision a lot of times is because it's based off of emotion. Like I, I was trying to sell this house and now the owner is going crazy. I don't know how to handle them, but there are a lot of times where I really have 
said, you know what? Don't take it personal what they're saying. They're not talking to you. We ultimately want to sell this house. Hey, I know that y'all are frustrated. I know, this is not anything that I ever could have expected. But guess what? I'm focused on selling your house and bring everybody back down. And I think that the most one of the most important things is that not letting our emotions overcome our actions. But it's tied to making sure you keep your your uh, your your eyes on the prize. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. <clears throat> First off, shout out to uh, shout out to Nelly. Nelly in the yes, house. Sir. Also, shout out to Angela. Angela said that takes discipline. Yes, we have to become emotionally reasonable. And uh, yeah, and to that, to what to, to both y'all points, um, like you said earlier in the show, Troy, things happen for us. And we don't realize that. So, like, for example, with, with your, your son doing this and trying to get you out that mode, it really got you back into the mode. Because, I mean, you 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 held the vision not only of how you want to be, but how you want to be to him and how you would like him to be. You held all of those visions at one point and it brought you back to that when you could have easily did what a lot of adults do and say, oh, that person is toxic. I mean, I know you're not going to say that about your child, but imagine if you did. You're like, my child's toxic. I'm leaving my child, which is absurd. But you, it it brought you back to that moment. And, and I, I use that example because it's the same thing with so-called toxic people. Like every adult is just a grown child. And if we can remember that, that they're, they're, they're acting this way to get us back into our mode, back into our vision of who we want to be in the face of these kind of things, then we can actually do it. So let's talk about, again, it bringing, again, holding true to your vision, how the world will bring it back to you. And, it's, and, it's the, and again, this is one of the, the most beautiful things about having a kid because their world is, is kind of only as big as you've allowed it to be in a sense because you're in control of everything that they do and everything that they see and everything that they intake in most cases, right? And so the times when I've been able to be emotionally responsible, as Angela said, and not allow my emotions to dictate my actions because of the vision that I see clearly. The way that it's paid me back is later down the line where I may have been close to, and this has nothing to do with my kids anymore, but my kids are present. Where I have been close to potentially not being emotionally responsible, my son would turn around and say, hey dad, don't worry, be happy. You know the song? Like, don't worry, be happy. And the reason why I say it is because now the vision that I've set for myself, other people can see. Like, even kids can see that this person does not want to be upset or this person does not want to be emotionally irresponsible. So let me say something that, and he doesn't know how much power he has. He's just regurgitating the world that I've created. And then, and, and such, is so powerful because now you want to talk about being woke now. It's like, dang, I really, like, this is really what I want, what he's telling me. And I really have to be emotionally responsible. I really have to be responsible to the things that I'm trying to teach them. And it changes the direction that I'm moving. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> shout out to, to Nelly. There is no toxic person, Jay really? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, like when you hold that bitch, I, I, I'll put it like this. Like um, there was a time I was holding the vision of I truly want peace. I, like I, I want peace no matter what. And there were times that situations arose that that made me mad. Like I, and I I'm not gonna lie, like I, I was angry. But in that anger, I realized I had a choice. And it was funny because I still wanted to choose the anger. Like I was, I was, I, I got angry. Like, hey, you're right. I do got a choice to let this go and, and have peace. And it was funny because I, I didn't want to do it. But at the same time, 
I saw the progress in that because sometimes we might mindlessly go in the direction that we want, want that we don't want. But if we consciously do it, it just it makes it a little bit different and we can start consciously choosing what we want. So I say that to say that whatever that vision is, like once you start to hold that vision, everything that comes up, every circumstance, every situation is an opportunity for you to show that this is truly what you want. So with that being said, I want to frame this from the standpoint of not just goals, like you said, and aim, but the reality of it is we're in charge of our entire world, like what it looks like, where we're going, how the people inside our world interact. And that's a big part of your vision. Even the a lot of times the the, the careers we choose is tied to what we think people are going to think about us, you know what I mean? Or, you know, how we feel like people are going to interact with us. So I think that, you know, when it comes to having an unwavering commitment to your vision, number one, like you have to see that your vision is sometimes greater than what you could even imagine. And you have to make yourself step outside of your box to kind of look at it from a bird's eye view and figure out a way to expand it because you you're wanting the like when you if you had if somebody told you hey man i'm gonna let you go fight in this in this battle for me and you can have unlimited troops right that's essentially what holding our vision is like if you if you can see your vision from that like un unwavering and none none believing thought process again why i won't write a billion dollars is because i don't think that i can have it so my army that i have to help me get there is not going to buy into my vision and help me get there the more people that i've told that i'm a realtor and i've said it with the attitude that i have today the more people have sent people to me and it's not that i'm asking anybody it's not like i'm saying hey if you know somebody all the time what happens is i'm just telling that person i'm a realtor and they're believing me because of my unwavering commitment to my vision and later down the line they start to you know other people start to materialize because i have the entire army with me go ahead jay Question, did, did you ever tell someone you were a realtor before you believed you were a realtor? Yes. You did? <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and, and did it, did you do it uh, to be deceitful or did you do it because you wanted it to lead you? you? you you're saying before I believed him, because, so, so let me tell you what I'm thinking you're saying. When I first became a realtor, when I was actually a realtor, like I didn't have belief in the process for myself. Okay. And so but, when I say, oh, go ahead. Well, I guess, but but like you said, you became a realtor. So whatever that meant to you, you were then a realtor, and then you were able to tell people you were a realtor. Right. So there was a vision that I held once I started to believe that I could do. Like the first vision was I'm just doing this job because you could, you know, it you can make money and you know all these different things. But it wasn't clear. It wasn't where I understand that the reason why I'm a realtor today or I'm a broker today is because. I love to help people. I love to see people accomplish that goal. Like, I know that now. And so because of that, and I know how I fit into the communication part of it, now I can say that I'm a realtor and I know what it really means. I know what my vision is. And when I say it, I think that kind of translates to people. But it goes even goes back to the point when I first, oh, shout out to Angela. Moore. She said, yes, I did it because I knew I wanted to be. And so I go back to even me being a coach of small kids. There were years that I was actually coaching, but every time somebody said something to me about being a coach, I'd be like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not no real coach. You know, I, I never <laughs> held the vision of me being a coach. And the crazy part about it was 
it wasn't until I acknowledged it the way that I felt like I should was when I started to really see the impact happening with the kids, not only the kids that I'm coaching outside of my family, but my own kids, because my my attitude changed about it. The way that I was actually looking at the the stuff that I was trying to teach changed. Like I even got more detail, and it's kind of like my 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 steps were ordered by me believing and having that unwavering commitment to what I was saying. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. I, I relate because you know I started off as a producer, and I, and then you know I would occasionally rap, and people were like, man, you're a good rapper. I'm like, nah, I'm a producer that raps. I don't, I'm not. But <laughs> but once once I accepted, like I am a rapper. In my mind, so many doors opened up, like just like nothing physical changed. But in my mind, like so many possibilities were there because, oh, you're right. I can do this. And I want to ask, was it was it similar when you accepted that you were a coach and not only a coach, but a good coach? Great coach. No, I mean, every like I'm telling you, it was a complete 360. Like my whole I'm going to say my whole life, that whole life changed because I have so many aspects of my life. But that whole area that I was in changed. Because there's a couple of things. I'm just going to give you some 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 points. I found myself walking around at the gym, right? And other coaches asking me to help them. <laughs> hey, man. Like, now, my team wasn't the most winningest team in the gym. Or it wasn't like we were just running the score. But at that point, people started to involve me more. Or people started to – it was just – even the kids – started to call it it was it was just my entire life changed from that from that standpoint but that's the same thing that happened to me when I became when I decided that I was a realtor I was a broker like my entire world changed Shasta Angela's on here like before um I became a broker I was telling her that I was going to be a broker but there was a there was words that were just coming out of my mouth you know what I mean and then at some point it became a true vision. And then I started to move at a pace and I started to act as, in such a way that it put me in position to do what I'm doing today. And and even outside of that, the level that I feel like I can be at changed now, you know, there's levels to this too, right? So I accepted being a broker and then I said, okay, now I'm a broker at this level. And then the, those doors start to open up more and cause me to, you know, move in, in certain ways. Shouts out to Loretta. She says the highest form of visioning is speaking, profession, conversations with God. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, so and I'm, I'm glad you said all that. I'm glad Loretta said what she said as well, because, again, the most important thing is getting you to believe in your vision, for, even if it's the most unbelievable thing. And so, like, with my aim, with my definite chief aim, shout out to Napoleon Hill for that, that term and concept. Um I say it every day, like I, and I've been saying it and it, it's leading me to it. It's leading me like this. This is getting easier and easier. Not only do I, did I have this memorized now, but the pattern in my mind that I go to to visualize it is beginning uh, memorized, too. And the, the thing is, like, I don't know the difference anymore. Like this is this is me now. This is this, and the more that I do this, this is again, this this becomes me and my reality matches that. So whatever it is, even even if you want the most unbelievable thing, even if you think there's no possible way that you can get there, just start to say it to yourself. You don't even have to tell the world. You don't have to tell anybody yet until you're ready. But th that helps, too, when you are ready, because you can say it so confidently that they know they like, I know you're serious. I'm riding with you. So that brings me back to the to the main point here. When you're saying the most important thing and I, I'm going to say, like, belief is 
belief is everything for everything that we got going on. But the question I asked you, and like I said, I, I won't write down stuff, not purposely. I don't purposely not write down a billion dollars, guys. Like, I would like to make a billion dollars, right? I would love to put that on my vision board. I would love to put that on a piece of paper. But the way that my life has gone to this point, there was n there was not a clear vision for myself. Now, I have clear ideas. You know, we all have clear ideas, and we also have clear um business thought processes and all those type of things but i would not write down a billion dollars because of belief but belief and so what i would say is write even if it's not a billion dollars write down what you believe you can have first that's how you start to build on it just like we said once you do something one time it becomes easier next time so you might not write a billion dollars today but you need to write down that i'm gonna make you know a hundred thousand dollars this year you know, and I only say that because, you know, that sounds like a, a, a reasonable thing that I think people try to make that's that's not millionaires, right? I'm going to make $100,000 this year. And then from writing down, I'm going to make $100,000 this year, start to write down steps. You know, these are those mile markers along the way. Write down steps of things that you can do to ensure it to happen. And then start to make it. But I promise you, if you don't believe it, you're not going to write that thing down. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and shout out to Angela. Uh, she said, I feel as though you should never share your vision until you wholeheartedly believe in it. Yeah, I, I, I agree as well. And um, the, the the thing, too, about writing it and even saying it every day, especially if you commit, like like I say, I'm going to treat this for nine to ten months. The same way somebody can usher in a child, I'm going to usher in this idea to the world. When you start to say this every day. You and, and when you start to believe it, so let's say you like you use your hundred dollar example, hundred thousand dollars example. Let's say you start to believe it in day seven. You like, why am I just doing a hundred thousand dollars? What I really want is a trillion. I mean, it, it could be whatever whatever you want, but like you might not say a trillion because you might not think it's possible for a human being to have a trillion dollars, and then it, you might think that that's overkill. So it, it, it's so much that comes into play, but you won't know until you start. But it can also be fear sometimes that that people don't realize because. Once you write this goal, this aim and, and start going toward it, you see that your life is not aligned with it at all. So you would have to start changing your whole life, essentially. And you might confuse that with your identity. You might think that you're that you will no longer be you or you, you will no longer exist. But that's not true either. If you would allow yourself to get past that fear. So now I want to talk about cooperating. Like I'm, I'm with you and I want to talk about cooperating energies. Right. So. So number one. I, and I know you believe too, that if I am unwavering about my commitment to my vision, the entire world will eventually jump on. Like, they, I mean, your, your entire, I won't say the entire, your entire world will eventually help catapult you to where you need to be. But to the point that Angela was saying and that you kind of, you, uh, you know, alluded to when it comes to like, un like your world, like when you commit to something or if you put something out there that you're not wholeheartedly believing in, or you might wholeheartedly believe in, but not understand the ramifications of what you're trying to accomplish, then you realize that, you know what? My entire world does have to have to change. So I'm gonna give you an example. I ran for school board. I ran for school board. I had no clue what that world entailed. I had no idea of what was going to be required of me to do this and but i wanted it the reason why i wanted it was because 
My kids were going to be going to that school to the schools, and I wanted to make sure that I had my hands all over it. I if I don't know anybody can do something good for the schools when their kids are there. I know that I could, right? Well, along the process, I started to be in rooms that I wasn't in. I started to be in places that I never thought I would go. But the, the reality of it was when I started being in those places, I started looking back at the places that I love to be. I started like, I love being at my house. I love going to kick it with my friends. I love doing all of these other things that, not to say that I could never do them, but my life was going to be more on this other side and I didn't really want that. And that's part of the reason why I didn't run again because I wasn't ready to, and I, I'm saying upset just for a lack of words because I don't think it would be an upset. What you choose to do is what you choose to do. But I didn't want to upset where my life was at the time for me to go do this other vision. Now, the reason why it was important for me to share or put it out there was because I think that living experience is everything. Like sometimes you have to jump all in so that way you can realize that you need to jump all out. I mean, you know, ice cold bath. Oh, I thought I wanted to do it. Now I won't do it no more, right? And so some of us are built up to be all in, right? But the thing is, like you said at the very beginning of it, you got to have some skin in the game. You got to try. If you don't ever try, you'll never know. And a part of trying is bringing your world with you. Like, I want Jay Clay to know when I, or I want Angela to know when I'm going to try something new because y'all are my reinforcements. Y'all are the cavalry. And then if it doesn't work, I mean, it's a headache for me to come back to y'all and be like, man, you know, I ain't going to do that mug. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there is more of an emotional tie to that than anything because it's more of an embarrassment for me. Y'all don't care. I mean, you might have thought I wasn't going to do it in the first place, but it's not anything that you're ever going to come be like, well, I knew you wasn't going to do that. You, you will be more like, okay, well, what's next? Or Angela will be more like, what's next? So I think that, you know, being able to go in and try things is important and also bringing people along with you because you might find out along the way that, well, dang, this is what I wanted to do. This is um, uh, something that my entire team can be cooperative in my growing experience with. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, uh, Nelly said also accountability peers. Yep. And uh, the, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. So, uh, <laughs> man, I, I lost because I started thinking about accountability peers. But one thing's for certain is we, we just got to believe it. We just got to do what we need to do because it will transform who we are. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The being is more important than the doing. And, uh, and the believing kind of lends to the being. So and, and the reason I say that is tasks come and go, like methods come and go, but who you are impacts your life. Like if you're, if you're, if you're solving the problem from, from being scared, it's a lot different from solving a problem from being confident in it. If, if you're, if you, if you have financial issues and you believe that you're a hundred there, it's a lot different than if you have financial issues and you believe you're a millionaire. Like it's, oh, I can contact these people. I can borrow. They're like it, it's just a different level of, of beingness. And so that's why it's important not to necessarily be super invested in your plan, but super invested in your vision, which will then dictate the plan as plans weave and, and change. So I'm a, I'm a tag onto your being, right? And I'm going to say being okay. Um, you know, in, 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 and again, I can only, you know, tell you the life that I'm living in real estate for the past two years, it's been tough, right? If there's been some ups and there's been some downs 
and there has also been some frustrations, right? But the one thing that I committed to myself, which in turn made my life, well, put me in a position for my life to continue to excel, was that I was okay with being okay. I was, oh, I, I knew that no matter what, I was going to be okay. And that's a part of the big belief and also holding true to a vision because when you when you when you choose to be okay, then you know that there is no ripple in your vision that you have. If there's just either um uh you know, just a layover in a sense. Like there's only time until everything gets onto the track that I want it to be at. Go ahead, Jay. Check this out too. Uh me and you talked about this during the week. The definition of being okay can change. And it's like it's been different throughout our lives. And we, we use money as an example, for instance, um, like as a as a as a teenager, my definition of OK was a it was a lot different dollar amount than it was as an adult. But no matter what, and I, and I talk to people who might have lost their jobs, who might have come on hard times. They always get back to their benchmark, whatever that benchmark is of OK, they always get to it. And so it, it so if we want more, it's a matter of changing what our okay benchmark is and accepting that because we're going to get to it. We, we have no choice. It's who we are. It's who we resonate with. It's the frequency we give off. And if you think about frequency, it's just the thoughts you think frequently. It's like, it's that, that, that state of being you're frequently in sets your frequency. And when you, uh, when you allow yourself to practice that new frequency of what you want, that becomes your benchmark of okay. And things will always come back to that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and dig in a little bit more on this real quick on that that level of OK, depending on where you are. And I, I love like I love this whole topic, though, bro. So a lot of us, including myself. A benchmark for us has been being OK is living check to check like that's 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 just kind of how that mug is being like as long as I got enough to pay what I need to pay now. Cool. Now, where we have when, when our our okay gets upset, like you said, our level okay standard is just what it is. We can get behind on bills, but in our mind, the only thing we're thinking in that our vision, which is unwavering, and we get it, is no matter what, I'm gonna get all of these bank bills paid, and then I'm gonna get back to living check to check. Versus yeah. saying that I'm about to get all of this and I'm gonna have a hundred thousand dollars in, in reserves, right? Like we don't never articulate that in a way where we can you know it can be a vision and we can move toward it but the vision that holds steady is okay now I just, you you can hear it come out of people's mouth okay i gotta get these bills caught up and then i gotta get a little bit of money in the bank like that's kind of how we operate and i think that um i i just love the fact that you pointed out just you can change your okay now again i'm telling you being okay is important but to your point, change your level of being okay is key if you want it to change. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and, and it's true what you said too. Like I, I've done that before where I got I got my bills back, I got a little extra money. It's party time. It's time to do whatever. Like, like, but if we if we change that, it wouldn't be time, it wouldn't be party time until after we have that extra hundred thousand dollars or extra minute, whatever we deem is okay. And we get to set that. Like again, we get to usher in any reality that we want to and why not let it be the one that we want instead of the one that life gives us based on us kind of reacting to all the circumstances around us so the question i would ask everybody that's listening and, and you and for myself as well because again like i told you i got a vision board 
uh, you know, event that I'm going to be doing on December 2nd. And, and, the, and the beauty of life is, man, the reason why we can move forward even when our vision is not clear, because sometimes we just know what we want. I know what I want in life and I know what I'm trying to do. But the vision and the detail that I need to get there is not clear. And so, you know, the question that I ask for everybody is, what is your vision? Because if you don't know what your vision is, how can you have, you know, unwavering faith or belief in it? Like, if you don't know what it truly looks like, now again, I go back to myself because I want to base it off myself. I know what I want. That's not my, like, that's a part of my vision. That's not my entire vision. Like, when I get what I want, for what? What was my purpose? Like, and so I, I would question everybody is, what is your vision? Why do you believe in it? And how can you continue to believe in it so that way you can start to develop and have that unwavering commitment to it? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, we can get low on time, but I, and I, I want to say to that, not to judge other people's vision. Um, and we, we do it all the time. Like we might say, man, people are always doing this. I can't believe the world's doing that. That's because that might be their vision. Your vision, which is which is God's gift to you, which is which is your higher self communicating with you. Like, you know, this is what you want. Just hold true to this. Like this, this even though they're, they're showing this for their vision, don't give into that. Stick with your vision and remember to, to tune in to to your own. Forget everybody else's. That's their vision. Have your vision. I love that. I love that. And the funniest, you know, just just funniest thing is you can have a vision to not. There's no toxic people. Remember, we said that. But you can have a vision to say that there are no toxic people. And the way that your life will reflect is there won't be anybody that's upsetting your levels like that because you will put yourself in a position if, if you have unwavering commitment to that. So, um <laughs> just, uh, but I, I just want to say man thank you to everybody that joined us today you know without y'all we wouldn't be here you know all the commentary that y'all give us it doesn't do anything but help us to realize our perfection help us weed through things that we need to figure out in order for us to become and realize our perfection so uh, we thankful for y'all uh and you know we hope that y'all join us again next week and jay you can go ahead and take us out brother yeah if you found this helpful hit that hit that share button um and yeah, pre appreciate all y'all that rocked with us today. We are here every Sunday at noon Central Time, which just changed this week. But uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. And remember, you're a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect, perfect. mode. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper and spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect! Everything, anything, anything.